Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Who will be the NFL MVP? Leading the way, I put other, okay, as an option. So I got Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, or other. 40% are saying other. And then 20%, 27% saying Joe Cool, Joe Burrow of the Bengals, 20% saying Patrick Mahomes, and 13% saying Josh Allen. I'll just put Patrick Mahomes, I haven't put two seconds of thought in it. I like him. He's on the best team. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, coming live on the Game Plus television network. That's across all 10 Canadian provinces and 31 U.S. states. Also, WQEE Radio in Atlanta, where the Falcons got a big one this weekend. Week one, matchup against Carolina. Uh, also, podcast and YouTube Live. We're going to be playing NFL Deal or No Deal Week One in the National Football League next segment. But let's not wait any longer on this football Friday. CFL on TSN's Paul Lapolis joins us. The guys were telling me that he is in. It don't look like an airport to me, Lapo. I heard you were going to be in an airport when you came on the show today. Yeah, I changed my flight uh, to get a little bit more work. It's a short week for me also. So I said, you know what? I'm leaving now at uh, 6 o'clock to head over to Toronto. Okay. Well, I appreciate you with some time and a very busy weekend. They're calling it the best football weekend of the year. CFL week 14, back end of the Labor Day games, college football week two, NFL kickoff. So it's all awesome. But I, I, my first question for you is this. Hamilton, Ottawa tonight. Jim Barker was on last hour, and we're kind of having a tough time deciding which way to lean on this. Ottawa's got the rest, 11 days off. Hamilton only three, but Hamilton's getting better. What's your read on this game tonight? Yeah, you know, a couple of points. Um, Hamilton, when they had their success against BC to win the football game, they're able to run the ball with Butler. You know, Ottawa's the best in the CFL at stopping running the football. So I, I think it's going to be hard sledding for them, and they're going to have to let Powell throw the football. So, you know, but that's been a struggle for Ottawa is giving up the deep passes. So hopefully the bye week helped Ottawa with that. Uh, but I got to think, you know, I, I heard you saying that, that, that Barker likes, uh, you know, likes Ottawa after the bye. I would say the same thing. You have so much time to prep. You're healthy. You're getting some players back. Uh, and, and you're not playing on a short week banged up. So I, at the end, Ottawa's at home, so I'm going to go with Ottawa. Okay, well, as are the odds makers. So you guys all know what you're doing. That's why I do what I do, sit here and talk, and you guys analyze. Yeah. Jordan in Regina. Yeah, <laughs> regarding the Banjo Bowl, Jordan writes in and says, you know the Riders won the Labor Day Classic when the entire city of Winnipeg becomes fixated on the Banjo Bowl. I respectfully submit... The city of Winnipeg's always fixated on the Banjo Bowl. It's always sold out, Lapo. I don't think last week's result had anything to do with that. Yeah, like, it's such a great experience. I remember talking last week on the panel about it. Like, when I first came into the league, I did two years in Toronto. And, and no, two years in Toronto, we had two Labor Day Classics. were outstanding games playing Hamilton. But I remember when I went out for the first time for the Labor Day Classic, I was just amazed at the fans of Regina 
and just amazed at the fans of Winnipeg over the course of those games when those teams played people back-to-back. It's just such a great experience, similar to the SEC football. Uh, yeah, I, and how many times I said this last week on the panel, you know, you, you got to throw out the records. Um, I was, as a head coach, feeling real good about myself. My second time as a head coach, we are, uh, I believe, 7-1 and one in, uh, in 2011. Saskatchewan's one and seven. The Bombers feel like they need a billboard to say, basically, you're screwed up, Regina. You got it backwards. We go out there and we lose 27 to seven. So uh, it, you just don't know what's going to happen through the course of the game. So it's just such a great rivalry. And I, you know, I love being part of it. Well, these weekends and this talk brings up memories. You weren't just going against 42 guys in green and white. Grandpa Miller was back. Your boy. Good morning, yeah, Riders. Okay. Remember that? The, the yeah. Dallas Cowboys couldn't have beat the Riders on that Sunday at Taylor Field. Yeah, and then certainly being part of the 2007 Labor Day Classic where we're just getting ready to kick a field goal and we want to be protected and we're going to kick a field goal to win the football game. And I remember Kent Austin going, hey, why don't we call this quarterback redraw we had, and that'll handle in case they blitz us. They blitz us. Kerry keeps it right the middle, goes for a 30-yard touchdown to win the game. You know, that, those are great memories. On the Winnipeg side, I remember one time my family came out to a game, and they were really late to the stadium because I think that was a game, and that might not have been the Banjo Bowl. I think it might have been when, yeah, it was the Banjo Bowl, when a moose was loose in the city of Winnipeg. It caused a traffic jam before the game. Unbelievable. Not shocked. Not for a second. (laughs) David Asplin writes in from Winnipeg and says, I just want to personally say, Lapo, thank you for helping Winnipeg get the Grey Cup in 2019. Best moment taking it in with my dad. Personal messages from David Asplin. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you know what he's referring to. Now, the other thing is guys get geeked up in these games and do dumb things. Jim Barker had his thoughts last hour on Pete Robertson. Says he didn't even know who he was headbutting. He just got up and wanted to hit somebody. What is your take on Pete Robertson's brain cramp in the Labor Day Classic? They drew a one-game suspension for headbutting. Yeah, you know, I, my take on it is, I, you know, you can only judge the action. You can't judge his intent, his, you know, and I know I've heard he's a great kid and all that, but when it comes to this, you just got to judge the action that happened. And the action that happened on the field is, you know, you can't do that. It's inexcusable. And, and, the, and the league wanted to make sure these things are stopped. And, uh, you know, he should have been thrown out with a rough play disqualification. That's what I was kind of uh, upset about. Like, I felt that basically if the if, – if it was missed on the field, the command center has the right, it's always been in the right for protection of football players, that they can say, hey, we saw a rough play disqualification. It's called from the command center. That's what I wish would have happened. And then the suspension the following day. Um, you know, difficult mistakes. And here's an interesting point, Rob. There's been a lot of people saying, well, you know, this." I've seen online people showing clips of other games and things that happened a couple of years ago. And here's the important point. Some of those clips might be from three years ago. And I remember being, as the head coach of Ottawa, I was on the rules committee where we said in 20 and 21, we want to, in the rules committee, we are going to eliminate these things. We, we want the officials to be more stringent calling this stuff. We want them to be protecting the players more. 
So, you know, maybe something that was called in eight, wasn't called in 18 or 19, it should definitely be called now as we want to, you know, as we want to protect the players. So, uh, you know, it's, I, I, I sometimes think the home team always, whether it be Winnipeg, Sask, Hamilton, Toronto, is kind of protect their own players, but like, it should be just protecting for safety for all the players. I agree. But I think when you were in Winnipeg in the 2000s and I was with the Riders, Lapo, there could be people charged with assault now if you went back and looked at the film of some of those games, what they were doing to each other. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, absolutely. And But again, we're at a time where, uh, you know, we've kind of learned from those mistakes. And, and I talked about it last week on, on, I think, at halftime on the panels. And, you know, that's why uh, in the NFL and in major college and now in the CFL, we wear the foam caps, you know, they have to, to protect, protect players' heads. So, you know, we're just smarter and uh, understanding how to protect people more. So, yeah, I, I mean, I cringe to think of some of the stuff from the year 2000s or when I played football, what, you know, how, how different the game was. But, you know, hopefully these things are making it easier to protect, you know, players and make sure guys have long careers. Yeah. Well, those were just absolute street brawls. You know, and we, you know, we still kind of have them, but nowhere near what that was. Um, hey, moving on, uh, a lady, a nice lady in Edmonton, Rose, wrote in a while back. No, it was Mandy from Edmonton who wrote in and said, what do you see for the second half for the Edmonton Elks? And I think this is going to be like a drag strip to the end for everybody, particularly the West, but also the East. And I think Edmonton's in it. What do you, what do you think Edmonton can be looking forward to? Just, you know, the fans for that team in the second half. Yeah, you know, uh, first and foremost, they've got the ability, all the teams in this lower bracket, I would say, it doesn't really matter because there's so many of them with uh, the records they have. So anybody can go on a run and either claim the last crossover spot or one of their last playoff spots. So that's the first thing for the Edmonton Elks organization is they have hope because they just keep winning the game. Take it one game at a time. They've got a young quarterback who's got to learn. Um, they're starting to play better defensively. They just got a young team. So if, if Chris can get them to continue to kind of play better each game and the thing Trey's done a nice job is he's, he's created explosive plays. It's not as much with his, with his arm, but it doesn't matter. He's keeping on the field and flipping the field with 30 yard runs is the same as a 30 yard pass. Um, so if he can continue to do that and then kind of eliminate, uh, the, the turnovers, young quarterbacks, who you have, they should be in every game they got. Um, the interesting thing for me with Trey is, you know, he's just got to keep learning. You know, you, you got to play enough, good enough defense to all of a sudden not put Trey in a position where he has to go out and throw it, you know, 25 times in the second half. And, and hopefully they start adapting their game plan to, you know, you're going to have to make Trey a, a, a true quarterback, but also some run game, uh, some of the run game that I used to do with Chris Drebler, right? Chris Drebler can throw the ball, but you just don't get dynamic players that can run with the ball like, Strevy used to, and, and what Trey can. Trey's so quick and, and amazing to watch how fast he is. Well, it's an interesting conundrum to discuss this because I got friends all over that Edmonton organization in every department, and when they were all in nine, they didn't turn on each other, really, at all. And McAdoo, McAdoo got, you know what I mean, replaced by Jarius, but, but that something had to happen. But my point is some guys say we got the talent. They felt like the talent was there. You know, what was your assessment when this team was struggling? What did you think they were missing, and has that been fixed? Um, well, it, it certainly, uh, 
you know, they're in a lot of games early in the season, and then they may they would make critical errors uh, that hurt them. But more than anything, I just they didn't put any points on the board early in the year, Rod. Right? They they just couldn't score enough to keep up with other football teams. and and Trey's been able to keep them on the football field and and drive the you know they put up thirty points the last two weeks, I believe. So you know if you're starting to put up numbers like that, you can be in games and win win football games and. And uh, defensively, I think that early in the year, they were, you know, were not able to stop people running the football. They're worse than the CFL against the run. I, I think they've improved that. So I, I think they're just getting better. Now they just got to find an opportunity to win a football game. That was a great game last week against Calgary. Uh, I was amazed that, that Calgary came back to win that game. So, and hats off to Calgary last week. Jake Mayer, he's gotten a lot of flack this year, but. I mean, I'm looking at his fourth quarter stats in my prep. He's 13 of 15, 119 yards, five-yard TD rush, three TD drives at the end of the game. It was an awesome game to watch. All, I'm just checking the standings here. Always enjoy chatting football with you. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. And I'm, we have a lot of Argos fans, both fans and staff, that watches this show. So I'm interested to get your take on What's gone on there? It's not like anything changed. They won the Grey Cup last year. It's not new, right? It's still Pinner and Murph and Dinner and those guys. But it's special, man. And I'm, I'm asking you because you spend enough time in Toronto. Is there any talk, any hype? At 9-1, and one, they can clinch a playoff spot with a win Saturday. They're favored by 10. Is this town giving them some, was that town giving them some respect that they deserve? Uh, you know, I haven't been to a game, uh, but the last game I heard people were at, that the, the crowd was were better. Um, it was, you know, there is a more talk about it, and that's you. Hopefully, the organization can keep pushing and spending money to try to get to create an atmosphere there. Um, just because I think about back in 1990, was it 96 and 97 when Doug Flutie was there? And I, I know they played yeah. back in the that was in the old Roger Center days. But like Doug Flutie was like one of the best players in the history of this league, if not the best, and they couldn't put more than 10,000 people in the building. So I know it's been, you know, an issue. They've done a really good job reaching out to younger kids, trying to get them into the facility and try to bring more people in. Hopefully, I mean, they've got their coach locked up for three years. They've got their quarterback locked up for three years and they got a good young football team. That's a lot of fun to watch. It's winning games. So hopefully that can drag some older season ticket holders or create a bunch of new ones. Well, you said you uh, were with the Argos when you came into the league. I'm calling it the pinball effect. And why he wasn't involved for a period of time, I don't know the answer to that. But I know since he's got involved, magic's happened. Agree or disagree? Yeah, here's a couple of things, I think. Um, uh, I, I think they've done a really good job. Like, I was on the sideline last week standing around those players, and they are big. They are big, athletic, and physical. Their roster is a very impressive-looking athletic group. So their scouting department has done a spectacular job of bringing players in, athletes, and and putting a lot of competition on that roster. They got a lot of good football players, not just re-signing veterans. They have young players who stepped up and played. Obviously, the quarterback's done a good job. But the thing I think pinball has had a really good effect, two things. You know, there's a lot of Calgary West people talk about, the Toronto Argonauts. Well, Corey Mace comes over as a D coordinator, uh, works well with players. You know, he basically was able to poach some of the best young players in Calgary, and they were able to pay some of their players. And so all of a sudden, 
you got Corey Mace bringing some players over. Well, then you got pinball. Can you imagine being a free agent and all of a sudden pinball gets on the phone with you and says, Hey, I want you to come over here. And, you know, so he can recruit. And certainly they've, uh, when you have a quarterback, you know, and I think some guys had to trust that they had a quarterback, but when you're successful there, then guys go, all right, I'll go over there. Cause I know we're going to have a chance to win. Yeah. Hey, the players told me, they said, for the most part, Murph did a lot of the work, dinner too. And then in the end, they brought in Pinner as the closer. <laughs> and he closed the deal. Absolutely. So that's all yeah, hey, That's all that it takes. Uh, a quick one. Monty in Saskatoon wants to know who you're picking, Riders or Bombers in the Banjo Bowl? Uh, I'm going to give the Bombers. I think they're... I think both of them are good football teams. I, I, I just think the home game match will go to the Bombers. I, you know, sometimes it doesn't flip back and forth, but I am going to uh, flip it back to Winnipeg. But I'll tell you, Sass did a great job last week. I talked about it on the panel. Like at halftime, Zach had pretty much one drive that had 100 yards. He had three passes that equal close to 100 yards. Besides that, he had two yards in the first half. So Winnipeg's going to be have to find a way to run the football. They're going to have to get their play action going because it looks like the, the secondary's done a really good job handling the downfield stuff. So maybe the play action opens some stuff up. But I, I think Winnipeg, uh, in front of the home crowd, should get the win. They've won six of the last seven. I read the game notes. Thank you, Lapo. Break a leg tomorrow. Uh, you'll do great. Appreciate you. Okay, thanks. Appreciate you having me on. CFL on TSN's Paul Lapolis joining us. He'll be doing color tomorrow for his uh, second time. All NFL in the next segment as we play deal or no deal for our official betting partner, Bet Regal, on week one. The Moose will rejoin. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio in Atlanta, podcast and YouTube Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, we're back on a football Friday. Man, it's been a doozy. <clears throat> Thanks to our friends for helping out. Paul Lapolis and Jim Barker from the CFL on TSN. Yes, that's right. Dun, da, da. It's that time. We're going to play NFL Deal or No Deal as we welcome in Darren Moose DuPont for that. No less the NFL expert and uh, pundit. <laughs> hey, Moose, did, did you see what happened in the break, by the way? I almost got killed. Did you see what happened? No. No, I missed it. Something happened. I don't know if it was the lawn guy. Something knocked over my banner here, and I thought something was touching me on the on my. I'm like ah! I thought somebody <laughs> broke it into the line A, and it knocked over 
Alexander Barkov and Aaron Ekblad over here, and it broke Ekblad's stick. Uh, anyways, live to tell the tale, and we're ready to play Deal or No Deal. So, a lot of people have written in with um, CFL questions and comments, and I, and I get that, but we're, for this segment anyways, moving on to week yeah. one in the National Football League. So, bear with me. It's time. Week one NFL dealer or no deal for Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner. They got it going last night. The upset in KC, Detroit over the Chiefs, 21-20. I'll give the betting lines and move the point spreads, and Moose will decide whether he takes the deal or not, and then I'll tack on with my thoughts. So here we go in no particular order. Cincinnati in the new contract with their quarterback, Joe Burrow, at Cleveland. Bengals favored by two. Deal or no deal? You got a deal for me. I'll take, uh, I'll take the Bengals in that one. Absolutely. Same here. Joe's going to want to prove that he's earned that money. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield at the Minnesota Vikings. The debut of Baker as a starter this year with the Bucks. Vikes favored by 5.5. Deal or no deal? I like that too. I've become a Kirk Cousins fan and I love the Vikings. Thanks to Netflix for that. I'll take the deal as well. He's got a lot to prove in the final deal of his year of his contract. Carolina Panthers at Atlanta Falcons. Falcons favored by 3.5. Hashtag rise up, right? Ryan O'Radio? This doesn't need to be close. Deal, deal or no, no deal? I'm, I'm going with the Falcons on this one too. I think uh, hope Ryan O'Radio likes that. The Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. I believe this is the largest point spread of week one. Ravens favored by 9.5 over the hapless Houston Texans. Deal or no deal? Another deal for me. I'm taking all these deals so far in week one. They're very good odds makers at Bet Regal. As a matter of fact, we'll stop it right there and tell you for the entire list, go check out the replay of the RP show. Now I'll continue. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. Divisional battle, Moose Jags favored by five. Deal or no deal? Hard not to take that deal, too. I, I like the teams that are favored here in week one, and I, and I don't think the Colts are ready yet. Uh, I have not seen anything on this. All the talk's been on the Chiefs. Jonathan Taylor is still on the pup list, or is he playing for the Colts in this one? Might make still a on difference. the pup list. Yeah, still on the pup oh. list. And the Jags, they have high expectations in Jacksonville. Somebody even had them as the number one seed in the AFC, let alone just the AFC South. So uh, big expectations down there in Florida. Yeah, I got the Jags to cover easily. So far, we're going with all the deals. Your Tennessee Titans at the New Orleans Saints. The Derek Carr era begins in the uh, Bayou. Deal or no deal? What was the spread? You didn't tell me. Saints by three. Oh, Saints by three. I got to take the deal, man. It's my team. I, or no, no, sorry. No deal. No deal. No deal. It's my <laughs> team. I got to go no deal. <laughs> I was going to say, you want to think about that? Yeah. From Ryan O Radio, WQEE Radio in Atlanta, writes in. He says, rise up, dirty birds. Way to go, Moose. Hey, I picked the Falcons <laughs> to win too, Ryan. He hosts the Radio Penitentiary, Ryan O'Radio Penitentiary, every morning, 6 a.m. to 10. It is as much fun as it sounds, the Radio Penitentiary. He is the man around here. Ryan O'Radio airs two hours before our show every day on WQEE Radio in Atlanta. Or as they say, W 
Q-U-E-E. Back on point. By the way, Jordan in Regina writes in, not Director Jordan, another one. Two people, when they've seen me wearing my crown and robe, I'm probably getting defensive at this, but he's written in SMH. Another one is a staff member of the Edmonton Elks. SMH, shake my... Is that because that I'm playing dress-up on national television? Because I quite like it. Why, 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 why are you saying SMH? Darren, do you hear any criticism in your circles of the host of your program dressing up as a king now twice a week? Yeah. Zero. Maybe he's talking about something it, else. Was that the lone... T- it was just SMH, that's it? Yeah. Interesting. That's it. So maybe he doesn't like our picks. Maybe he doesn't like our picks. I don't know. Um, yeah. And all I'll say is one was an Elks person. And I'm like, if you don't like the, oh. if you don't like the uh, crown, don't watch. Okay. So the San Francisco 49ers are at the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one. And that is just a classic, iconic franchise meeting. NFC versus AFC. The 49ers are favored by 2.5 on the road. I, I like it. I, I'm glad it's a close line because it makes me... This is probably one of the toughest ones to pick. They say Pittsburgh should be, be better in a playoff team. San Fran. I really don't know. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean San Francisco's way. When I don't know where to go, I just go with the better team, and I think San Francisco's a better team. That's a good one. I am taking... Um... The Steelers to win and cover. Yeah. By the way, Jordan Ewart in Regina, that's the Jordan I'm speaking of, says, uh, I'm shaking my head at Jeff the Stamps fan. Oh, oh that's okay. That? We all do that. We all yeah, do that. I was going to say, that's not new. <laughs> no, but a lot of his um, comments are just to get people's goat and stir up crap, which, trust me, I invented that. So I can't get too mad at Jeff the Stamps fan for that. Uh, Jen at the Four Seasons writes in. She says she took Pittsburgh. As did I. Hey, folks, you can play along, by the way, as we go in the streaming or the EMJ marketing text line, 902-518-3033. If you think there are going to be any upsets in week one, look, we just had one last night. Who do you think it'll be? The Arizona Cardinals are at the Washington Commanders. Washington favored by seven. I'll go ahead and say I'm taking the deal because I don't think there's any way that they lose the first official game under their new ownership. I can't believe. I don't remember a team switching ownership that was as heralded and applauded as the Washington Commanders. I know. It's insane. It's wild and it's great. And I'm going with you, man. I'm going with the Commanders uh, in this one as well. I think it's a great thing. And and they're going to be better too. That's a yes from both of us. A big Texas 10-4 on the commanders covering the seven-point spread. Okay, this is a good one. The Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love visiting the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. The Bears are favored by one at Soldier Field. Does that surprise you at all? It doesn't. I'm going to take the deal. I think the Bears are going to be a lot better. Um, I like the evolution of Justin Fields. He's very athletic. And with DJ Moore as a great receiver with speed, who we can just check the ball down to, I think they're set up for a lot of really good things. And we just don't know what Green Bay is with Jordan Love. We're optimistic, but we just have no idea. 
sprinkling in comments from the viewers as we go. Allie in Texas checks in. She says, King Rod stays. I'm not quite sure what that means, but I'll, yes, I'm staying. Sure. Buffalo Bill writes in from North Dakota and he says, I pick the CFL over the NFL to watch. I think we covered this. You can watch them all and be happy. Why does it have to be one versus? Let it go, Rod. Um, they ain't never going to get it, so just move on. Thinking of getting that tattooed in the inside of my forearm. Yes. They ain't never going to get it, so just move on. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos. The Broncos favored by 3.5 in Sean Payton's Denver debut. What, what do you think about that? This is a tough one, too. A really tough one. Uh, Jimmy G in, in Vegas, they're going to be good. Um, no deal. This is the first no deal, I think, outside of the Tennessee game. Um, no deal. I just don't know if Russell Wilson is there yet. They've got to prove it to me before I'll start to put my, uh, my money behind the Denver Broncos. Jimmy G making his Raiders debut, so you know that he's got a lot to prove, too. Uh, but I think at home, Russell Wilson wants to atone for last year. Sean Payton very clearly has his quarterbacks back. Uh, and for that reason, I'll take the Denver Broncos to win and cover. Stacy, watching from Access World Headquarters, writes in and says, where do cows like to hang out? Justin Fields. And then he says, I'll, I'll show myself out. Do better. You know what keeps echoing in my mind is that young kid who I just fell in love with in Moose Jaw, Oakley. He was on my mm. social media, remember? He was roasting me. Yeah. I've had to film it. I'm like, hang on, Oakley, hang on. I'm getting out my phone. I need to film this. Knock, knock. Who's there? Your mom's fat. <laughs> you got one for that, Clark? But I'm good. Continuing on, Miami at the L.A. Chargers. Chargers favored by three. Let me guess, you're taking the deal because you love Justin Herbert. I do love Justin Herbert, but I'm not taking the deal. I like the Miami Dolphins Ooh. just a little bit more than I like the Chargers. But I feel like the Chargers and Dolphins are going to be in a real battle for playoff positioning coming uh, down the stretch of the season. Two teams I really like. Well... Emotion goes into a lot of this and storylines. It really does. I won't take the deal either, but it's, again, that's by three. There could be less than three. If the Chargers won by less than three, I wouldn't be surprised. But I've been inundated with Dolphins talk all week. Vic Fangio wants to make an impression in his first game as the defensive coordinator here. They want to prove yeah. they can win without Jalen Ramsey. This might be the game of the week. Apparently, we really need to speed it up. We got two minutes to go in this segment. Philadelphia Eagles at the New England Patriots. Eagles favored by four. Deal or no deal? Deal for me. I think they'll win big, actually. I, I just don't know what New England is. Oh, yeah. This, this could be ugly. I can't believe it's only four. I'll take the deal. Seattle Seahawks home to the L.A. Rams. Seahawks favored by five. <sighs> no deal. No deal. I, I, I just don't think Sean Payton... Or not Sean Payton, um, 
uh, McVeigh loses that badly. Um, I, I think they'll at least keep it closer. Seahawks, a playoff team last year, as you know. That's right. Geno Smith, Pete Carroll, I don't think they lose on opening day in their opening in their home stadium. So I'll take the deal. Moose says no. I got a chicken sandwich at PDQ on the line with this one Sunday night. The Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants in prime time. The only question is why is the spread only 3.5 for the Cowboys' favorite? I'm taking that deal. I'll go first. You? You know what? I'll go with I'll I'll back your boy Chris Sanford and I'll take the Giants in that one. I, I I like them. I think they're going to be a good team. Although I like the Cowboys too. That's my one of my favorite games of the week to watch. Probably. Too bad you're not down here. You could buy me chicken too. And uh, Monday, Monday night football. Dun, 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 dun. Aaron Rodgers debut for the New York Jets. They're home to the Buffalo Bills in a classic AFC Eastern showdown. The Bills are favored by 2.5 on the road to show up Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Deal or no deal? No deal. J-E-T-S. I'm, I'm riding with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, me too. Yeah, there you go. Deal or no deal? Download the Bet Regal app. Sign up for free and get playing this weekend. By the way, Allie in Texas says, uh, when she says King Rod stays, she writes in to clarify. She says, it means I don't want the crown to go anywhere if some don't like it. So thank you. I quite like it too. Appreciate you. Uh, Moose, you're welcome to stick around, but we, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay in this segment. We're late for a break. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Podcast, and YouTube Live. All right, we're back, we're back, we're back. And just before you bring the moose in, um, I'm going to do a sports update. There will be no... There will be no gold medal for Canada at the FIBA Basketball World Cup. The Canadians fell 95-86 to Serbia in Friday morning semifinal. R.J. Barrett led Canada with 23 points. Canada will play in the bronze medal game against the USA on Sunday the USA fell to Germany in the other semifinal today. Toronto Blue Jays begin a 10-game homestand by taking on the Kansas City Royals tonight at Rogers Center. Jays hold a half-game lead over Texas for the third and final American League wildcard spot. Yusei Kikuchi starts for the Jays. It's Colin Snyder taking the mound for the Royals. And the Chicago Blackhawks will retire Chris Chelios' jersey number this season. The team announced Thursday night that the Hall of Fame defenseman's number seven will be lifted into the rafters of the United Center on February 25th. Shelley played nine of his 26 NHL seasons with the Blackhawks. Our sports updates are brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment, featuring their core five. Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale, four of which sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. Okay, thanks, Moose, for waiting. The text lines open 902-518-3033, presented by EMJ Marketing. They will provide the perfect keynote speaker for your event, which incidentally, they also represent Paul LaPolice in, uh, in that field. Contact Joe at emjmarketing.com. Just pause in the Football Friday for a second. 
Ron Dugay yesterday. I can't really remember if you came on afterwards after Dukes. I think you did. But it got a little discussion going in our house when he said, how do I feel about Henrik Lundqvist going into the Hockey Hall of Fame and is he deserved? Typical Dugay turning the tables on you, right? Very unpredictably yeah. asking me questions. Um, had some time to think about it, and I still give it the thumbs up, but how do you feel about it? Yeah, I, have the, I give it the thumbs up. I think um, Henrik Lundqvist, when you look at the generation that he came up in and his era of goaltending, I think he would constantly go down as one of the best not only in the National Hockey League, but internationally. He was always up for the Vezina. He was always considered a top yeah. you know, three or five goaltender in the National Hockey League. He just never won the Cup, and that's unfortunate. And part of that has to do with the teams around him, too, um, which, was, which was a big part of it. But you know, I, I think of him, and I think of Hall of Famer, and I, I don't have any problems with that at all. Uh, by the way, everybody, it's, uh, it's a great time to get your comments, and I'm feeling charitable in that i will begin audience takeover now not that it all kind of wasn't that way football friday but um i'll open it up to your comments getting in more now than ever the poll question today for key auto group incidentally is are the chiefs in trouble and 86 percent of respondents saying no the kansas city chiefs are not in trouble after their 21-20 home loss to the Detroit Lions on opening night, Thursday night. At Key Auto Group, they're driven by safety, experience, peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. Uh, it is an interesting debate, though, Darren. It's, and if you watch the interview with Duguay, he just asked my thoughts on the Hall of Fame, and specifically the Lundquist thing, but I said, you're asking the wrong guy. I just spent the summer with Theo. We were together a lot. And, you know, you could tell by the look on Dugay's face. He knew exactly where, where I was going with that. You, you, did you say it? Did you imply it? Or did I dream it? Somebody along the way said, ah, it doesn't matter anymore if you won to get into the Hall of Fame. Because it used to be you had to have championships to get into the Hockey fa uh, Hall of Fame. And my God, am I glad that I don't really work in this era anymore. It's okay. You can get into the Hall of Fame. You don't need to win anything. It's, it's, a, hall, it's a hall of nice guys. Or, or was it too harsh of a standard back in the day? I literally saw you just roll your eyes. So you clearly have some thoughts on this. Yeah, it's not. I'm, I'm careful. I'm not roll my eyes. I just look because it, it's a difficult question because I love, I'm with like, I like that old school nature and the values, and I and I and I like the high standards. I really do. You know, I was the guy. And now I never said that when it doesn't matter, but I did say that. You know, if if you have to think about a Hall of Famer, they're probably not a Hall of Famer. Like we need to make sure this is still exclusive and means something. So we need to know slam dunk that they're a Hall of Famer. Um, but it is complicated because. There's a lot of factors that go into winning in different sports and how much do you influence that depending on what position you're in? You know what I mean? Like if Connor McDavid never wins a Stanley Cup, I think he's still going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, there's a lot of factors that go into you got to have goaltending if you don't. <laughs> if a team doesn't put players around you. Now, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. You need to will those players that are maybe lesser than to become 
champions. You need to bring them up if you're a Hall of Famer. That's what Hall of Famers do. They elevate everybody around them to become champions. Um, so there is something to be said there, but it's, it's more complicated. It's not really that black and white, I don't think. You understand that's what this show, this is right in the sweet spot of what we want to do on this show every day. Because we can talk oh, yeah. about every league and the Hall of Fame, and it's not dated. Should have Serena here for this conversation, because when we got off the air yesterday, she was like, how was Dugay? And I said, as always, great. And she asked what we talked about, and uh, I said, yeah, Lundquist gets it even though he didn't win. She goes, well, that goes against your argument that McDavid shouldn't be on the Mount Rushmore of the Oilers because he's never won anything. And I'm like, how dare you use my words against me? I said, well, he's a goalie, so that's different. (laughs) She, (laughs) yeah, met my match in that one. Uh, Steven from North Dakota writes in, he says, nice guys run the Kinsman Club. Bingo. That's the thing. It ain't. It's not. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. It's a different time. And I'm kind of glad that my part of it is over in terms of working in the industry full time. Because I couldn't. I couldn't. You know, we had John Shannon on here last week. And he said, uh, you know, Rod, in yours and my heyday. And I was like, oh, am I not in my heyday anymore? Or Jim Barker last hour. He's like, remember, Rod, when we were kids? And we remember when we used to jump up and high five? I'm like, okay, I'm in that category now. (laughs) I'm in the old fart category, which is fine. But I also know that it meant something to win. And I'm glad that I have my two championship rings from my time with the Rough Riders. Nobody can ever take those away. It's just different. Now on Instagram, oh, Carlos in Indianapolis says when she's going to be on again. I don't know, Carlos. She doesn't come on on football days, which is a, new, a whole new thing in my life. I had a text message last night from my sponsor, Bob, saying, who does Serena think is going to win tonight, Chiefs or Lions? I'm, what about what I think? <laughs> it's all new. And uh, by the way, I see there's a mini war erupted in the streaming comments here as we're live on YouTube, but then it got quickly dissipated. It was between Jordan in Regina and Jeff the Stamps fan, and I give Jeff huge kudos that he basically diffused it himself and said he's just joking around. But when I was on that Twitter space the other night, they opened it by, this is with representatives of every Atlantic Division team in the NHL, they said, can we all be respectful to each speaker? Matt from Boston. Rod's covering Tampa. So Kirby's doing the... And I was like, ain't that a trip? Can you imagine the presidential debates opening with that? Trump versus Biden? Or back in the day, Scheer versus uh, Trudeau? It's... Do we actually want that? It's unheard of. Because <laughs> yeah, it's unheard of. Hang on. We'll be right back with overtime. Uh, Football Friday. It's all on the table here, folks. Whatever you'd like to talk about, we'll be right back on Game Plus TV, WQEE podcast, and YouTube Live.
Another really beautiful day in Boca Raton, Florida. One half of the RP Show Football Friday coming to you from there, and the other half coming to you from Tirana, where the Argonauts are home on Saturday to the Montreal Alouettes. And we'll talk about the weekend plans in a moment, but I also want to welcome our brand new sponsor to the program. Well, number one, Overtime is brought to you by OT Hockey Lanes in Calgary, an amusement park for hockey players, or as they would like to uh, have you know, where skill and fun collide, 28th Street Northeast. But, collectors, register for the premier sports card convention where collectors, enthusiasts, and sports lovers unite to celebrate the beauty and value of their treasured items. Taking place in Red Deer in the Parkland Pavilion, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Get your tickets and more information at premiersportscardcon.ca. That's premiersportscardcon.ca. I'm going to one on Sunday, Moose. That's what made me think of it. In Hollywood, Florida, Matthew Kachuk is going to be there at 11.30 a.m. on Sunday. So when the rest of this state's watching football, I'll be hanging out with Chucky uh, in Hollywood, Florida. I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, somebody wrote in about the Huskies. Do you have a... Canada West football update here for this weekend, even though you're not calling a game this weekend? Yeah, Saskatchewan Regina, the uh, prairie battle in, in Sask. That's going to be the one that I'm looking forward to this weekend, and I'll have my eyes on. Um, the Rams lost to a good UBC team last week, but they're uh, needing a bounce back, and the Huskies escaped Manitoba with the win. So it'll be fun to watch that one. Um, nice little rivalry in Western Canada there in, on the prairies. Do, 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 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us here. Uh, we are brought to you by EMJ Marketing on that text line. Here's one. Hi, Rod. Alan from Lampman, Sask on a sprayer currently. Yeah, buddy. Alan, are you watching cool. or listening? I'd love to know. He says, I'm a Patriots fan. I had low hopes in any sort of a Pats victory this weekend. However, David Carr on NFL Network picked the Patriots for a win on Sunday and has strong belief in Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien's union. Gave me some faith that they will at least cover. Have a good weekend, RP and Moose. Thank you, Alan from Lampman, listening on a sprayer. Now that is what I... Now we're getting somewhere. And Alan, by the way, were you at the uh, event that I spoke at with Stu Grimson and Lampman, which to this day, and I don't think this will ever be broken, the largest sum of money raised in one night for a sports banquet that I've ever attended. It was a quarter million dollars. Like, when I left at whatever time it was, they were at 125000 They pretty much doubled that in Lampman. But anyways... Eagles favored by four. Remember, we talked about this earlier in Dealer No Deal. If it was any other team but the Eagles, Moose, I would think they might have a chance. I, I don't think they do at all. There's got to be a reason it's only a four-point spread against the defending NFC champions against a team that's picked to miss the playoffs. The New England Patriots, I don't see the love in there for this game and picking an upset. Do you? No, but it's Bill Belichick, and, you know, even without Tom Brady, he's kept the Patriots somewhat close, and at least in that conversation for playoffs. And Mac Jones is a quarterback who I think maybe doesn't have the highest ceiling of a Joe Burrow or a Patrick Mahomes or a Justin Herbert or a Jalen Hurts, but he's got a pretty high floor, I think, like, you know, going to be fairly consistent. So I'm curious. I'm really curious to see what the uh, New England Patriots are, but we just don't know. 
we know what the what the Philadelphia Eagles are, and that is a Super Bowl contender, a top team in the NFC. They're going to battle with San Francisco, or they should, for the number one spot. And maybe, you know, the Cowboys are in that conversation as well. It's going to be fun, but no. I don't see any real way that the Eagles lose this game on Sunday. Allen goes on to say, uh, listening live today, usually catch the podcast, but today it worked out. Of course, because he's in the sprayer which is, is an interesting time to be in the sprayer. But I'm not judging. Um, yeah, they say it's better live, right? It's better in the stands. It's better live to listen to or watch the RP show. And Alan says, by the way, I was at the event in Lampman. Didn't get a chance to talk to you directly, but appreciated you coming to talk and share stories. That's the favorite thing that I do. Although this show is uh, making a hard, quick run on being the funnest thing to do. Uh, Oh, shoot. What else was I? Oh, you asked me the other day where the USA Today power rankings had the Cowboys listed. Because I only listed the top eight or nine. I went back and looked. The Cowboys 15th. And the Dolphins 16th. Which, who, who are we to laugh? Because who knows? At least they kicked it off. You know what I mean? Like, but I've seen everything from Cowboys going to win the Super Bowl, and that's not just coming out of Dallas, to being the 15th best team in the NFL. So at least we don't have to listen to this crap anymore. The games are upon us. That's right. you got to throw it out there and then let things go where they will after we play some games. Thank you, Lapo. Thank you, Jim Barker. Thank you to our fabulous sponsors. The list is growing. And uh, Moose, you have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. You know, for the love of God, everybody take care of yourself and each other. We'll see you Monday at uh, noon Eastern. What's left, Clark? Can you tell me what's left? Ah, yeah. And, hey, for you FAU football fans, we'll see you Saturday night. Note the start time, 6 p.m. on ESPN. FAU Owls against the Ohio Bobcats and Curtis Rourke. Come on up and say hey. We'll see you Monday, noon Eastern. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.